This is you DJing? Well, this is right when the, at midnight. Wow. So they were oh, playing. this is in Savannah. This that's is in Savannah. Awesome. And that's my daughter, Maya. But she, um, she loves musical theater, so she would like to work like in the theater, but behind the scenes doing. Very cool. Do, so we're getting know. a Rubio 2.0. Yeah, yeah, years. yeah. And she's smarter than I am, so she'll probably do really well whatever <laughs> she does. Cause, you know. She's taking over all the businesses. Yeah. Well, she even said last time she came home that, you know, Augusta feels good. Welcome to Drop the Disc. This is a Vault episode. This is our first ever interview with Coco Rubio. And obviously a lot has changed since this episode came out in January of 2020, but a lot has also stayed the same. The Miller is still having cool events. Coco is still promoting live music and art. And actually Coco has the Alma podcast now, A-L-M-A Presents, Alma Presents, where he promotes live music and art and tells the stories of Augusta's historic musicians. We did have an episode planned for this week and unfortunately it was a collaboration that fell through, but we will be back with a new episode next week and that means you can expect a cool collaboration with another local show near in the future. I did, however, scrub this episode and I tried to remove anything that wouldn't be relevant to us today so you can still take a listen, get to know Coco Rubio, and learn a little bit about the history of the Augusta Live Music and Arts scene. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We are presented, as always, by Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. And it was funny listening to this episode while I was editing and putting everything together because We were talking about how around this time in 2020, I was working with Nancy to buy my first house, the house I live in right now. Well, I'm still working with Nancy over two years later, working to buy another property, sell an investment and do a bunch of other stuff. Working with her is great and it's really easy to be loyal. If you wanna learn more about working with Nancy and her team, go to powellpropertypros.com. And we've been promising an announcement about Nancy, but because this is a rebroadcast, I'm going to wait until next week. So tune in next week to hear a cool announcement about something Nancy has going on. And until then, enjoy this rebroadcast. It's one of our favorite episodes we've done. And we know if you're especially a new listener, you'll get a lot out of this. One other note about this episode is it was recorded before we moved into our studio space. So to jump back in time for us, the quality is not 100% what we expect every week. We hope that you can bear with us and enjoy this episode with Coco Rubio recorded at the Miller Theater. We are here with Coco Rubio. And, and Coco, uh, although everybody knows who you are, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? <laughs> Not everybody knows. Um, <laughs> the silky smooth voice across the table. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I appreciate y'all um, inviting me to do this. I think it's really cool that y'all do this. And uh, welcome to the Miller Theater. We're yes. hanging out in the Founders Room Thank right you. now. And it's, yeah, it's nice. Gl- glad y'all are here. Um, well, let me see what I can say about myself. Um, I've been in Augusta since 1984. My dad retired here at Fort Gordon, and um, I went to Evans High School, graduated in 1985. And um, We might know that, some of the same people. I, you know, I went to Greenbrier. Okay, okay. Well, Greenbrier goes back to when I went back to Evans as a teacher, <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah. I used to teach Spanish. And so after I graduated high school, I went to Augusta College and um, majored in Spanish and communications, double major. And um, I went back to Evans High School to teach Spanish, believe it or not. And um, are you still fluent? uh, Sí, por supuesto, hablo español completamente. 
Still, okay, all right. Still doing it, yeah, yeah. Still doing it. My parents are from Honduras, so, you know, I was brought up speaking Spanish and um, and English, so, you know, it's good to be bilingual. That is good. So after I graduated, I went back to teaching. Well, I went to teach at Evans High School, and then um, I taught there for four and a half years, and in the summer— is that what you wanted to do? You wanted no, to I be just, a teacher? I was happy to have a job okay. you know, after college, really. You okay. know? And so yeah. it was cool to do that. Oh, we've um, all been there. You know, yeah, I, I loved it. And I actually wanted to um, kind of pursue education, um, get my master's maybe, because having a master's and teaching Spanish in high school, money was pretty good with I the bet. master's degree, you know. But um, the summer of 95, after I, I finished teaching, um, I was going to start working on my master's, but um, we saw, I saw a building on Broad Street, 984 Broad Street. It was a pawn shop, safety loan pawn shop, and um, had a sign on it from Historic Augusta that the building was for rent. And so I was very interested in that space with my brother, Jason. And um, we looked at it and um, decided that we would get that space and open up the Soul Bar because we felt Augusta, downtown Augusta especially needed, especially downtown on Broad Street in 1995, there wasn't anything really on the upper end of Broad at night. Um, so we got the space for really good rent with an option to buy the building. Wow. And um, we bought the building, you know, like the following year and um, opened up the Soul Bar in honor of James Brown, Godfather yeah. of Soul. We thought Augusta needed, you know, a soul bar. Were you and, still um, Were you still teaching? No, I had stopped teaching that so summer. You, you you straight up. I'm quitting. I'm starting a bar downtown I'm Augusta. Start a bar downtown Augusta because we need it. And um, yeah, I thought that if it if it doesn't work, I'll go back to teaching. Sure. Yeah. And so that was There's always going to be 95, kids. You know, <laughs> always do it. And I would do it actually if I if I you know needed to go back to real work, I would go back to teaching. I think. Um, <laughs> But I've been lucky to, you know, have the Soul Bar, and um, we did that, opened it up. It's still open, you know, celebrating 24 years now. And um, my brother Jason runs it pretty much full on, and um, I am full-time here at the Miller Theater as operations manager, um, which basically means I just help the general manager and whatever needs to be done here at the theater to put on shows and to have events here. Um, and I love the building so much and, um, I'm glad that, you know, I'm here and, um, I came here after I sold Sky City, which was another venue I had on Broad Street down by, um, Mellow Mushroom and had that for 10 years. And it's now Garden City. It's now Garden City Social. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't been in there yet at night because there's always like a line to go in and I don't want to wait in line. I'm sure if you showed up. I, they probably, be, I don't know, man. They may be, they might make me. They'll undo that. They'll, they'll undo <laughs> that velvet know, rope and let you in. I might not pass the, the dress code. It's different inside. Uh, they took the stage out. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that kind of makes me sad because I, I liked having a live music venue that size. Right. Um, but we had it for 10 years. And so after 10 years, um, thought, okay, time to change it up. And I turned 50. Maya, my daughter, she went, um, went off to college. And so I told my wife, Holly, that I would stay home more and just do the soul bar and stay home. But I came down here because I wanted to see if the miller needed any help before they opened. And um, sure enough, they they, did. they needed some help. They needed and, um, a cocoa. They, they made me a good offer. I couldn't refuse. And so I, <laughs> That's awesome. I came down here and um, been here since we've opened, you know, so 
we're actually having our the symphony gala um the third one this saturday so we opened you know two years ago yeah and that was you know wow. for the symphony gala 2018 2019 now we're in 2020 and it's awesome you know to to be here at the miller and um it's just kind of part of the whole downtown revitalization i think is you know now that we have the 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 Miller Theater here. It's nice to have this venue open again because it sure. was closed for thirty years. Yeah, closed wow. in nineteen eighty five. So when I moved here, I never came to the Miller. It was already kind of closed, and um, you know, but we used to come in to the Miller when I was in high school and college, and just kind of walk around the building. It was empty, and we would sneak in from Ellis Street. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it was, was in fake. bad shape, man. It was foreshadowing. Well, we were thinking, yeah, I thought about it back then. It's like, this building is so awesome. I would love for it to open one day. And yeah. I'd love to, you know, use this space. Yeah. Just like the Fox Theater in Atlanta or the Georgia Theater in yeah. Athens, you know, or just to have a theater like this to to do things and to bring in music. Um, you can't have too many places for music. You really can. No. And um, especially a historic venue like this mm -hmm. um to have it open and to have it alive again yeah and i think it's really cool that the symphony um was able to get this building the theater it was given to them by peter knox and they raised 23 million and to renovate so, it to right? renovate it yeah. so Incredible. peter said yeah. i'll give it to you if you can raise the money and so they made it happen and now the symphony has their home and what i'm hired to do is to Help the symphony, of course, with everything they do, but to book other things in the venue when the symphony is not using it for shows or rehearsals. Okay. So that's my job. So I'm going to backtrack a, a little bit. Sure, sure. So we actually met up. I have some insider information from you um, that when you first started the Soul Bar, I remember you told me that a big reason for the Soul Bar was because you wanted to be able to support the arts community because you wanted, you you said you originally did you, like galleries there and you had bands coming in and all of that stuff. Is, is that right? Oh yeah, for sure. It was mainly, um, I love the idea of having a venue for local musicians and artists, mainly musicians that are, you know, doing original music. Mm -hmm. right. um, I wanted to have a space for them to do that. Um, also wanted to have a space where local visual artists, you know, could hang artwork. And so we would do art shows and we kind of tagged on, tagged along with the first Friday thing that was happening in Augusta yeah. downtown back then in the, in the mid nineties where um, you had artist row, which was a block. It's the 10 hundred block. Um, mm -hmm. And they're bringing that back, right? It is nice actually. Yeah. There's some good things there. You know, that block is good. And, um, but they used to have a, art galleries there and they would do, you know, little art openings on first Friday. So we kind of jumped on that and um, would do things at the soul bar and would have things outside the soul bar on the street. And um, it just kind of grew. And then little by little first Friday got really big and it almost got too big and, um, you know, kind of got a little bit out of control. People just coming down to not really for the art anymore. It was coming down just to party and, you know, whatever and it, yeah it kind of changed you know the vibe changed and um but it was always important for me to have a venue where local support the local first you know to have local yeah. musicians and artists right. a place to do it but then it was nice to bring in bands from athens from atlanta mm -hmm. you know touring bands that are coming through you know so we were lucky to have you know jennifer nettles 
play at the Soul Bar before she got big with Sugarland and all that, wow. you know. But Jennifer really Nettles cool. had her band, Jennifer Nettles band, and this was when she was still rocking. It wasn't really country, you know. When huh. she went to Sugarland, they became country. But you know, so that was an example of one, you know, regional artist that we brought in and um, got big. Another one's like Jason Isbell. You know, oh, he was wow, playing with yeah. the drive-by truckers, and when then he left the drive-by truckers, he kind of started doing his own solo thing. And um, one of his first shows as a solo artist was at the Soul Bar, and um, we talk about that now. You know how he played there with his band, and, and I mean now he's, you know, he's a huge artist and just done so well. And um, and that's what I like. I just like working with artists and um, just making sure they're happy. But also like making sure the public that comes to see the artists also have yeah. a good, good time, good experience. One artist so. that you are not talking about that went through your soul bar. Who is, else? Is the Godfather himself. Oh yeah, yeah, JB. Could, could you, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. JB, tell our listeners a little bit about that experience? I, I read it in the Metro Spirit a long time yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah. Could you just? Well, it was cool because his band is made up or was made up of a lot of local musicians. Um, you know, like Keith Jenkins, Amy Christian. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so they were hip on the idea of the soul bar. And, you know, we had a lot of James Brown stuff behind the bar. We put on the walls and stuff. And um, and so they kind of kept telling him, you know, that, hey, you know, Coco, his brother Jason opened up, you know, the soul bar in honor of you, Mr. Brown. You know, <laughs> you should come down and check it out. And Eventually he did. He came down and it was so awesome to have him walk in and just kind of look around and see the place. And um, he really appreciated the fact that we were kind of honoring him. Yeah. Because at the time, this was, you know, 95, um, there wasn't James Brown statue. It wasn't the James Brown arena yet. Mm -hmm. There wasn't even James Brown Boulevard because of his past, you know, record. Yeah. yeah the city yeah. didn't feel comfortable. Right. Um, to honor him like that. But I was like, you know, that's James Brown, you know, yeah. it's like icon of music. And um, how, how, how do you not honor him in his, in his hometown? So in my little way, I did it with the soul bar, you know, but he really appreciated that. And he said, Coco, you know, what's up? <laughs> and that's what he said, man. <laughs> he liked it. And that's what he said. You know what's up. You know, and I was like, thank you, Mr. Brown. You yeah. know, I told him I loved him and, you know, just love with his music. And um, it was cool, you know, and we kind of, we remained friends, you know, until he passed. And um, I'm still friends with his family. His daughter, yeah, wow. Deanna's awesome, you know, and try to support you know, his memory. And uh, yeah. we had the birthday bash here last year at the right. Miller yep. with uh, Bootsy Collins, the special guest. And um, we're going to work on that this year also, because I think, you know, every first weekend in May, we need to celebrate James Brown's birthday here in Augusta and um, also tie in Miss Sharon Jones, who's also from Augusta. And um, her birthday is the day after James Brown. Wow. You know? so well, that's pretty cool. You know, that's so. really cool. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. Now, I wish we could get you and Deke together and just have you guys tell uh, James Brown stories <laughs> while we just listen. Yeah, I think yeah. that by itself would be a podcast. Yeah. Well, you know, Deke and I, um, we were classmates. We graduated together from Evans High School in No way. Really? Yeah. That's really and cool. back then it was wow. just Evans High School and Harlem High School. Yeah, there was no Greenbrier. There was no Greenbrier. There was no Lakeside. There was no Lakeside. You know, and so the way it's broken up now, Deke and I would not have been classmates because he would have gone to Lakeside. Because he lived on the other side of Washington Road, and mm -hmm. I lived on, you know, the other side. So we wouldn't have been classmates, but, you know, now. But back then, it was just Evans and Harlem. And so it you was know, cool. 
Can you tell us a story about Deke in high school? A high school uh, Deke story. Um, Deke, <laughs> Deke, we, we would have good parties, good high school parties, oh. you know. <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, different places, different, you know, parents' houses, whatever. But um, the first time we went to a party, I remember um, it was like, you know, typical high school party, you know, people doing the thing, whatever. But there wasn't any music. I remember that. And um, <laughs> moving here from Germany, except my dad military, we lived in Germany before we moved here. And in Germany, the parties were very centered around music. Right. And you would have the DJs with turntables, mm -hmm. mixer. This is an early 80s. So this is like right when Rapper's Delight came out. Yeah. You know what okay. I mean? So yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. Party music. There's a lot of party music. Well, you out. had disco and stuff, but then in the early 80s, I mean, hip hop came out. Yeah. You know? I mean, and it was like rap, whatever you want to call it. But it was like, <laughs> it was, you know, it, it came out when I was in middle school in Germany. And um, I loved the idea of having two turntables, a mixer, a microphone, a bunch of records and playing music. Right. And so when I moved here and I went to a party at Deke's house and they had really no music, I was like, man, I need to get some turntables, a mixer and some speakers. And so my mom bought me that. And it was awesome because the next party we went to, I set up and I DJed and it was awesome. And, um, you know, later they were paying me to, you know, DJ at parties. That's what I'm talking so about. I paid in high school. In high school, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and then I paid off, you know, all the equipment my mom bought for me and stuff. And um, that's a lot of parties. It was, well, yeah. <laughs> Every weekend somebody had a party. You know? so, yeah, it was, you know, it was fun. And um, then later, you know, we used some of that equipment for our band, my older brother and myself, when we were in college, you know, we had a band. How did we get this far without you mentioning that you both DJed and were in a band? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I've always been into music and- um, What was your instrument or your instruments? Um, the drums. The drums? The drums in high school. In elementary school, I played the violin, mm -hmm. but um, I wanted to kind of rock out. So, yeah. you know, the drums were easy to do. And luckily mm -hmm. my parents were cool enough to, let us always set up at home. Wow. Drums in the, you know, wow. in the garage. Even in my bedroom in Germany, I had a drum set. And so, you know, I would put on headphones and just beat the drums and parents were cool with it. And wow. So how far did y'all take that band? Um, well, we did a lot of parties, you know, just locally in high school and stuff. And then we started doing our own music and we wanted to do original music. And we were kind of inspired by the music scene in Athens. I mean, you had... Mm -hmm. You know, R.E.M. That was a big music yeah. scene. It was a cool thing. You know, it's like yeah. this band, R.E.M., you know, it's like I'd never heard anything like it. You know, and those first records like Chronic Town, Murmur, Reckoning, mm. those records, I mean, sound so original even today. And it was just cool. I thought that these guys from Athens just up the road are doing it. And um, we would go to Athens a lot, you know, and Athens actually had a big influence on me. I didn't go to school there, but I loved going to Athens to, mm -hmm. you know, to see bands just to hang out in their cool downtown, I thought was neat. And I noticed that music, you know, kind of propelled the the scene downtown. Yeah. The college, of course, was there. And I love, you know, Georgia Bulldog football. Um, but it was always the That's music scene. Sentence. You know, yeah, no, Georgia Bulldog football. Um, <laughs> but it was the music for me, you know. And um, even in Atlanta, it was fun to go to. And so it was kind of like, all right, why can't we have you know, things, places like they have in Atlanta yeah. and Athens here in Augusta. We'll be right back after this quick announcement from Savannah River Brewing Company. It is my pleasure to announce that Savannah River Brewing Company has been serving the best 
craft beer made here in Augusta for five years. We just celebrated a Renaissance festival for the fifth brewversary, and we are so excited for them. I know y'all are too. Check them out at Savannah River Brewing Company, savannahriverbrew.com, and definitely go check them out on Facebook where you can see all the new beers that they are serving to the community. So you do you know, think so. your experience being in a band kind of has has shaped the way that you're, I mean, it seems like almost everything you're doing, you're like supporting local artists, yeah, bringing yeah. original musicians in. Do you think that your experience has shaped that in any way? Oh, I think so. I mean, I'm just, I love music. You know, I love live music. And, yeah. um, and I got to where, you know, I realized, okay, my band is not going to make it. <laughs> and I'm not going to, you know, no, you don't. don't do it, you know, but it was fun to do it with my brother, yeah. my friends. And, um, do you still have any recordings by the way? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure, we yeah. we got to yeah, hear some of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so it to me it was like okay, I'm not going to do the band, but I'd like to still be involved with the music. And so that it kind of went back to you know having a venue mm -hmm. to work with bands. Okay. And you know, and then I can always DJ still, right? Because I like to do that. If I don't you can't get a band, you can always show up always and DJ. Do it. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. You know? So why? pay for a DJ when I can DJ. Yeah. Right. And so, I mean, and before the Soul Bar, I was DJing at Squeaky's Tip Top on Central Avenue by the school. I've never. It's not there anymore. Well, it's, the building's there, but it's falling apart. And Where is actually, it on Central? Because I think Central I've Central and Monsanto. I know, I know exactly which building that building. is. Yeah. 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 yeah Squeaky's Tip Top. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Tip Top. And Tip Top was cool because it was the only place really in town where local bands could play original music. Oh. Most of the clubs at the time were cover bands and stuff like that, you know? So, I mean, cover bands are cool, but I wanted to hear more, you know? I wanted yeah. to hear, I don't want to hear... There's only so many cover songs. Well, I'd rather hear know. the band yeah. do those songs instead of a band covering those yeah. songs, you know? Right. But I love the idea of, you know, local bands just playing their own music. And so Squeaky's was the place where that happened. And, gotcha. Um, and it was always cool, you know? And I still... And a lot of the bands that used to play there back in the day, I still know the people, you know, they're still around, you know, and just, but it was fun growing up and being in college, going to Squeaky's. And then later we just kind of came downtown because we had another place where Le Chat Noir is. Mm -hmm. yeah. It used to be called the Capri Cinema. Okay. And the Capri Cinema was a punk rock club and you would have bands play there. And across the street from there where Humanitry is, yeah. used to be a place called Ray Gun. And Ray Gun was a skateboard shop. What a name. Skateboard awesome. shop. It was a screen printing shop. And it had a coffee house in the back. And so that Whoa, was right here on 8th super Street. Cool. I feel like right now that would be super popular. It would be. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was cool. I mean, my bro my older brother. It's a little bit like aficionados, right? Yeah, it's right there. That's yeah. where that is. I mean, that's the spot. We had it. I mean, it was my, wow. my older brother, a couple other friends. I was kind of the silent partner because I was still teaching, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, so I really didn't have much time to really invest in it and stuff. But after I quit teaching. So you were involved in that business as well. Yeah. 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 We had Ray gun. We used to do stuff at squeaky's tip top. Wow. And then it's like, you're trying to hide all these things from us. No one asked me, man. So yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. But They're, this is, well, you know, this is my background on, you know, this is why crazy. it all kind of happened. So we had Ray gun, we had the Capri, and then everybody was getting older. So what yeah. do you do when you're 21? Mm. You want to drink, right? right? So we wanted to have not an all ages venue with right. no alcohol. We wanted to have a regular bar, like the bars in Athens, like mm -hmm. the 40 Watt Club, the Uptown, you know, right. lounge. And so 
when we saw the space 984 Broad Street where the Soul Bar is, it was like, we're going to go on Broad Street, we're going to get an alcohol license, and we're going to combine Squeaky's Tip Top and Ray Gun. That's the Soul Bar. And it was that kind of vibe, you know? It was, so it cool. was really cool, you know? And it's and still the same vibe. It is. Yeah. To me, um, it was kind of... <clears throat> Um, people would call it eclectic or whatever, but mm. it was just because we played all kinds of music, yeah. right. original music. We were supporting local artists. And so those people that supported Soul Bar were the Reagan folks, were the Squeaky's Tip Top folks. And they were the first ones that came downtown. You know what I mean? When nobody was coming downtown, yeah. the skaters were down here, the musicians, the artists, yeah. you know, the punk rockers, they were here. They were down here and they loved downtown. And, um, you know, and then as it got more and more popular, then... Everybody came downtown. You gotcha. know, and that was kind of the thing. And I just felt lucky that we were able to buy the building at the Soul Bar, where the Soul Bar is now, because, I mean, we own that building, and it's, you know, it's worth more when, now than when, when, the, oh, for when sure. the Soul Bar opened up. What kind of food options did you have downtown? Because we now like know restaurants, that, yeah, like restaurants? now we know that well, there are that plenty was, of options. Yeah, yeah, and that was the plan. You know, we um, I was really good friends. I'm still good friends with Barry Blackston and Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. And we were friends, and we would go to Athens a lot. And there was a burrito place up there called Free Hilaros. And so we used to like going to Free Hilaros and the taco stand in Athens. And um, they were into food. They were working restaurants and stuff. And um, they said... Okay, at the same, right around the same time. So we opened up Soul Bar in October of 95. Barry and Matt opened up Nacho Mama's mm. January of 96. Gotcha. That's awesome. And we kind of did it together. So that's you know, the to connection where it was like, there. Oh, yeah. It was like, we're going to do drinking and music. They wanted to do lunch and dinner. Right. And so we kind of fed off each other. Yeah. You know, and it was really cool that the end of 95 beginning in 96 you had two new businesses on broad street that they fed off each other basically right? yeah and yeah. it kind of changed the whole you know landscape really yeah. you know of downtown and then after that pizza joint opened up and metro yeah. and then firehouse and we saw more and more things happen. so that kind of answered good. my question a little bit i guess one thing when you invest in something that's kind of not really happening did you have any people like give you bad got bad vibes you know like this is not something you want to do you're investing in something bad or was or people think, <laughs> yeah man my parents yeah. that's the yes you're laugh right there yeah they're like what are you doing you know you're teaching you know why do you yeah. want to do a bar but it was never my intention just to be a bar owner and to you know let's drink and get drunk it was more about supporting a scene right an artistic exactly. community you know and so for me that's what it was all about and um and so and I still feel that way. It's like my thing was never to go down and party. It was always like working down there to present music or art, make sure that the patrons are happy coming down and um, making sure they're happy. So in order to do that, I couldn't drink and party, you know, I mean, cause yeah. otherwise you gave up drinking and partying. I drank more when I wasn't a bar owner. Yeah. You know I what bet. I mean? I and, and I'm cool with that. I just I felt like I had to do that. And, um, you know, so it just took off from the beginning because um, it's just something we had going on with Ray Gun, yeah, at Squeaky's Tip Top, yeah, right. It was kind of a nat so it didn't just happen. You know it's what like I mean? Right. It kind of happened crazy. slowly and yeah. together. Slow domino effect, and then it, it worked. You know, because it, you know we kind of had the we kind of set the foundation, and so when we opened up Soul Bar, it was just like, wow, this is cool. Finally, have a place on Broad Street that's yeah. catered to us. Right. And not an older crowd, you know, because yeah. we were, I was young. Yeah, yeah. I opened that. I was in my late 20s. 
I'm 52 now, so you know what I mean? <laughs> Still going memory. So yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I wish that we could talk about this for the whole time. We've already gone over how long we should have talked about uh, this, but okay. you're right, way too interesting. Honestly, so. our format's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's all good. We're with, we're with Coco the man himself. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more of Coco Rubio from the Miller Theater right after this quick message from our friends at the Clubhouse. The Clubhouse is Augusta's nonprofit innovation center located inside the Georgia Cyber Center. Are you looking for an inexpensive place to work? The Clubhouse has memberships starting at less than $50 a month, and you can get a desk and conference room access with them right in the Georgia Cyber Center on the third floor. Are you trying to grow a business? Their Make Startups program will help you figure out how with classes, mentorship, office space, and access to startup capital which is a massive game changer. If business is something that you're trying to work on in 2022, the Clubhouse is a great place to start. Check them out, learn about their programs, visit them online at theclubhouse.se. Back to the man himself. So <laughs> yes. we've talked about your, your past. I assume that there's tons of stuff we didn't touch on, so uh, we'll have to rope you in for another one of these for that. Yeah. That's but cool. now you're the operations director at the Miller, uh, the Miller Theater. Right? That's correct. Yeah. Operations manager. Operations manager. But this is the same thing, right? <laughs> so so, so you kind of gave us a little bit of a start of like what you're doing here. But is there anything about what you're doing at the Miller that you want to tell the people at home? Well, um, what I'm doing here and what I really love doing is, um, you know, working with the bands. And a lot of that is advancing the shows. Okay. So talking to them in advance before they get here on what they need when they come here. Um, you know, we have a lot of technical and production needs and, um, our production manager, Rob Boggs, he takes care of that and stuff. So I don't have to worry about that. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> you know, I have to make sure the, um, the bars are set up and, um, and we have product to sell and uh, we have bartenders that know what's going on. And, um, we have a good bar manager, Tim Hampton, who takes care of that. Okay. That's pretty cool, right? So right. my thing is just to kind of make sure that people are where they need to be doing what they need to do to make for a smooth event. Gotcha. And um, what I really like doing is advancing shows with the bands and taking care of their needs. And it could be stuff from like, you know, how many dressing rooms they need to what kind of meals they want when they get here. Do they want catering? Do they want buyouts? What kind of drinks do they want in the dressing rooms or on the stage? All that kind of stuff. And um, it's cool to have this facility here with nice modern dressing rooms that yeah. we have. And, um, you know, just everything that a band could want. We have it here at the Miller, so it's just so convenient for me to work with these bands and have them come to Augusta and say, wow, I didn't know, you know, downtown Augusta was like this. And, you know, there's cool restaurants to go to. You got a couple of record stores now, so they like going to buy records. They like going to the river. A lot of them will, you know, they'll run before they, yeah. you know, while they're hanging out. They'll go to the museum up here and see the James Brown exhibit. So for them, it's really cool to come to Augusta and just kind of see that they can see that downtown is coming, you know, coming yeah, up cool. and stuff. And um, and I have to explain to them that, you know, we're slowly but surely moving forward. And um, the upper end of Broad 
is you know pretty established and now. That's like Thirteenth you know. Street. I would say Thirteenth to Tenth, like right? Okay. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Maybe even Ninth now. You know, the lower end where we are on the seven hundred block has always been kind of slow uh, with the traffic at night. But um, it's cool to have the Imperial Theater across the street. You mm-hmm. know, another historic theater that never closed. It's a hundred years old, and um, to have two historic theaters like the Miller and the Imperial on the same block, you know, that's cool. You that's know, right so, um, and then I think. The, it's gonna, you're gonna see more traffic around here with the Morris Museum of Art. It's gonna move across the street. Yep, yep. that's what you I'm have talking the, about. That's gonna be awesome. Seriously, because that, that building is it's a cool building. The um, where the Pinnacle Club is. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. now Augusta University has their logo yep, yep. on the building, and they're gonna be doing some um, some cool things there with They've a got terrace. That. Yep, the Putting rooftop. Yep, a rooftop terrace. Oh yeah, or a terrace sneak preview. We're going to do an episode from the terrace before it opens. Yeah, February. Yeah. That's going to be awesome, you know. And um, so things like that to me just kind of show that you know things are moving forward still. You yeah, know? I mean it's not we're not done. If anything, it seems like downtown is busier now than it's been ever been with the stuff on Riverwalk with the cyber schools and the cyber buildings and cyber college, you know. I think it's cool that Fort Gordon and Augusta University are working together with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just see the Hyatt House, you know, I going know. up and all that is yeah. And the also, Depot Project. You the know, Depot Project. Going, I hope that, that happens. Will. You know, it's this <laughs> question mark, I would say right yeah. now, you know, but... Yeah, stuff. Something needs to happen there, and I think we need more things. You know, on the River Walk, I think the Jesse Norman Amphitheater needs to be upgraded. Yes. And I say that from doing shows there in the past, yeah. where it needs, um, it just needs to be updated. You know, you need more power there. You need to make mm-hmm. it easier to set up production and do work there. Um, but hopefully, it'll happen. You know, I even think the stuff going on in North Augusta is great. Um, with the baseball stadium so and all it that, definitely you know. helps. All yeah. that is good, right you know. Over yeah, 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 it's, it's great. A nice image. To nice me, it just it's all it's all part of downtown. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah, and exactly. my thing was always that downtown Augusta, it's it's everybody's. You know, it's like mm-hmm. people from all over Augusta, CSRA, whatever, Columbia County, Aiken, they come downtown. You know, and, yeah. and for them, it feels like okay, this is, you know, it's their downtown. You yeah. know, and this they, they want things to do here, so. We have to provide them with things to do, and um, that's kind of been my job, Yeah, you know, the whole time is to kind of get it to where, um, you know, it feels good to be in Augusta, and there's yeah. things to do here. You don't have to go out of town. Even though I love traveling and going out of town, right. I always go, and I get kind of inspired when I go. Like mm-hmm. when I went to Savannah this past weekend, I just felt like, wow, Savannah's got it going on. They're doing really cool things there. What can we do that's similar, you know, or right. what can we take from Savannah and, um, you know, to try to make Augusta better. And um, I think it's cool in Savannah, you know, that you have SCAD doing so much. Yeah. And um, SCAD being an art school like it is, you know, it's kind of... That's Savannah College of Arts and Design. That's right, yeah. yeah. And um, it's just kind of gave the whole downtown Savannah that kind of artsy vibe, you right. know, which I think is great. Yeah. You know, and they've renovated tons of historic buildings and um, it just kind of changed the whole landscape of, you know, Savannah. And I think um, Augusta University could do something like that here in Augusta. And um, I look at Davidson Fine Arts Magnet School, where Maya went and a lot of her friends. And um, how cool it is to have, you know, a Fine Arts Magnet School in downtown Augusta with a lot of smart, creative kids that are, you know, looking for things to do. Yeah, it's one of the top three schools in Georgia overall. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and if you think that some of those students 
maybe they'll stay in Augusta because they like Augusta yeah. and Augusta University and things to do, and they don't have to leave. But, you know, everybody wants to leave when you're 20 years old. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But the idea is maybe, the, maybe they'll come back, you know? Yeah. A lot has changed since 2020. Of course, Coco is no longer the director at the Miller, but he does still plan shows at the Soul Bar, Edgar's Above Broad, and he has some really cool ideas for some shows coming up in the Augusta area. So keep your eyes peeled and stay in touch with his Alma podcast, ALMA Presents, because that is now his source for Augusta live music and art. And stay tuned because we'll be right back to drop the diss with Coco and finish this conversation talking about the programming the Miller does in Augusta, which there was a show last night, so we know that it's still relevant to this day. But first, I'm going to talk to you guys about our friends at Augusta Hemp Company. This is another episode that we have done in the past introducing Dr. Robert Milhouse. And the reason we talk to him is the same reason that we're working with them today is because he is a pioneer in cannabis research and development. He's helped thousands across the U.S. get specific formulas they need. And if you've got questions regarding the research of cannabis and how it can help you, go over to AugustaHempCompany.com today. Dr. Milhouse and his staff are HIPAA certified and compliant and would love to help you find the perfect formula to suit your needs from CBD to THC, they've got you covered in the AUG, and you can find their location down Washington Road right before Calhoun Expressway in Dr. Milhouse's chiropractic clinic. And a lot of people, a lot of our guests have a very similar story where they leave and come back, yeah. and then they said, oh, wow, you know, actually there's more opportunity here than there is where I am. Yeah, yeah. Um, but on the topic of opportunity and stuff going on in art, you have a, a little bit of a schedule in front of you of what's coming up for the Miller. 2020. You want to give us, you want to give us a <laughs> hit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know there's a lot of good things. Get you your pistols out and your calendars out, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you can look at all this at yeah, we'll uh, post, the website. We'll, post, you we'll know. post a picture of this too. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool. But you know, you can go to MillerTheaterAugusta.com and you can see all the updates on shows that are coming and there's links so you can see who the bands are. You can buy tickets online. But um, this Saturday we have the Symphony Gala. Um, this will be the third one that we've done and it has a James Bond theme this year. So that's gonna be really cool. Wow, that is, that cool. is really cool. Give me some James Bond music and um, there's gonna be some James Bond cars out front. Ooh. There's gonna be Bond girls in the building. <laughs> You know, something strong to end on. <laughs> hey, you know, but it's going to be a really fun night, you know, so that's um, that's coming up Saturday. But then we have, um, you know, some stuff later on this month. If you like 90s R&B, um, we have Genuine, you know, the song Pony. What? No way. No Genuine. way. Genuine. Is he, is he just oh, going to do Pony for Over an hour on loop? Because yeah. that'd be okay. That'd be <laughs> yeah, fine. fine with it. He'll probably do a long version of Pony. <laughs> there we go. You know, and, and, I um, need it to be at least 20 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. It might be because what other song does he have? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad you say that because that's all I know. Yeah, yeah me too. But um, the only reason I know he has more is because he has a cameo in Parks and Rec where he does another song. That's true. That's yeah, all I know. That's true. And that's, that's where that came from, where they're like, who's, who's going to play? It was Genuine. And they're like, who's that? He was Genuine. You know all Genuine? <laughs> genuine. <laughs> anyway, it's from Parks and Rec. Yeah. And um, so you have, okay, Genuine will be here, but also Cisco from Drew Hill 
remember Cisco did the thong song? Yes. 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 Wow. yes. So it's going to be alternating those two songs so those all two night. Back to back. <laughs> That's exciting. It's an R&B, 90s R&B night. And okay. you have that a, sounds fun. Yeah. Another band called Silk. So you got Silk, Genuine, Drew Hill with Cisco. Oh, that's cool, you know. So we like to do different stuff here at the Miller. So it's very diverse intentionally, you know. Yeah, so I like that. We try to mix it up a lot. Um, you know, we have bands coming up like uh, on February 1st, Black Jacket Symphony. And they've mm. done this thing where they come in. And this is not a symphony show. This is a rock band, but they call themselves Black Jacket Symphony. And they do an album, a classic rock album in its entirety, They've done Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Mm. They've done Queen, A Night at the Opera. Wow. Um, Are they doing, I see they're doing Led Zeppelin. Are they doing a tour of that right now? They're, yeah, they tour and they do different albums, different cities. Um, So they could be doing different ones here. So this, when they come back here, they're going to do Led Zeppelin's Houses of the Holy which is my favorite Led that's Zeppelin a, that's album. The, I, yeah, it's a good record. So they do the whole album in its entirety, then they take a break, intermission, then they come back and do like a greatest hits of Led Zeppelin. Okay. So it's really cool. That you is know, cool. And, that is, that and is cool. they've sold out every show they've done here. You know, So they've done like five or six. And um, so, yeah, this show's already sold out. I'm reading, the, I'm, I'm reading the next name, and I'm getting pretty excited personally. Comedy, right? Yeah, he's coming back. Ron White. No way. February 6th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, Old yeah. Tater. He, he's funny, man. And, um, it's a good drinking night in the Miller. That night. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And um, like I said, he played last year and he had a great time. And so he wanted to come back. So He wanted to come back. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. cool to hear something like that. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. our goal is to make it that it's so good for the artists that they want to come back here, you know, or at least know that they can come back. When they're touring, you yeah, know, they tell their booking and they'll agent, enjoy it, and they'll tell their managers, "Hey, Augustus, yeah, good. that's what you, you want." Because then they talk. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what we need is to have good crowds for them, for them, so right. that they can tell people also, "Man, Augusta came out." Yeah, that's why it's important to buy tickets in advance so that the promoters see that Augusta is a good market for music. Yeah. Because if people aren't buying tickets or they're not coming out, they're not, they'll, they'll ignore Augusta, you know, and we're lucky right now. We're kind of in a good place, I think for live music right now, you know, where you have us, but you got the bell, you got James Brown arena, you got the Imperial, you know, you got clubs around here, you know? Yeah. And um, it's, it's good, you know? And so we just got to keep doing it. I mean, we're the second largest city in Georgia, right? Yeah. So we should be able to support concerts, live Absolutely. music, and yeah. things like that. You yeah. Know? So that's kind of my goal to do. So yeah, Ron White is good. We got some other classic rock stuff like Three Dog Night coming, Kansas. Oh, I'm all like about both of those. Something that's really cool I'm excited about is the Augusta Ballet is bringing Momix, which is a really avant-garde ballet dance show. And um, they... Um, they're bringing it here, you know, so we're excited to to host that. You know, George Thorogood, if you like, you know, some good blues guitar, he's coming. And, um, you know, a lot of symphony shows on the way also. Um, but what I like to do is ask people who they want to see. Yeah. And then kind of get a list of bands that <clears throat> people want to see and then reach out to them, you know. Yeah. A lot of the ones that people ask for, you know, we have tried, you know, we're trying to get them. And a lot of times it just depends on the date. Could you uh, maybe give an example? 
of who's someone you would want to bring here that you haven't been able to yet let's let's do that Hmm. yeah okay let's see um somebody that comes up a lot you know like band of horses Yes. Man from wow. Charleston. That'd okay. Be awesome. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's a great, you know, great band. Um, um, let me see. You know, Jason Isbell. I've been talking to him. In the 400 watts or just him as solo? No, you, no. He would do the, he would bring the band. And oh, I've talked to him man. last time he was in town because, we you know, we kind of keep in touch. We're, you know. Well, you yeah. discovered him, right? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I supported him in Augusta. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Know, so he, he, he knows that and he appreciates that. And, um, and he said that, you know, we're trying to work on on something like that, you know. That's um, awesome. We want to try to get, um, you know, some up and coming. I'm trying to think of some other people we had on our list. Um, I see you've got Jake Owen. Jake Owen's That's coming. That's a name people wow. will know. Okay. That, would, yeah, that yeah. would sell out in a day. Okay, well, he's coming. He's coming. Oh, yeah, he's coming? He's coming. Yeah, he's, he's on coming. the list. Oh, he's, he's on, on the, the list. list. Yeah, and he's doing an acoustic show. Oh, wow. And it's called Down to the Tiki Tonk. So that's wow. going with the, the tiki tonk. The beach kind of country vibe. Can I guess you have popular. tiki torches inside the Miller? No, you, you cannot can have, have You can have tiki expensive cocktails. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do those. Um, His face when I asked that, by the way. <laughs> I wish you guys would see it. It's like Fire Marshal. Yeah, they don't play that. Nobody, please, yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. do that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm always, we're always looking, you know, like who do people want to see? And we want to bring those bands, you know, to, to the Miller. If, you know, if it's, say, the Miller's too small, then we want them to play, you know, where it, where they can play. Sure. You know? So if it's the bell, that's cool. So all the but, concerts that we've just listed and all the comedians, yeah. which is like, by the way, we have blues, we have country, we have rock, we ballet. have covers, we have ballet. You have genuine. We, we have genuine. genuine. That's a category. <laughs> that's just a category. <laughs> we have all of that stuff, plus the Augusta Symphony. And that's just until March. Yeah, that's just January, February. Dude, have March. you ever been to an Augusta Symphony uh, performance here? I have not at the Miller. I'm not at the Miller. It's, it's really good. It's, it's awesome. a good experience. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I've been to the Dirk Symphony. Does, Dirk does a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirk Meyer's the. If you could get Dirk, we'd love to have him on the show. Okay, seriously. Yeah, I'll talk to Dirk. <laughs> yeah. no, you know, well, yeah, well I mean, you can tell him that I've emailed him like three times. Okay, all right. But I know he's a busy guy. <laughs> well, so we're just going to go with that. Well, you know, Dirk. Um, <laughs> Dirk also um, conducts the Duluth, Minnesota Symphony. Okay, I knew he had a double. He you know, was it's not Duluth, Georgia, Duluth, Minnesota, Minnesota. right? So, so that's a fly. he's here and there, yeah. and so you know, he's when he's not here, he's there, and he's here. Well, then but my apologies. No, no, no. He's a busy man, busy. and he has um, you know a new baby, and yeah. need to have another one on the way. And Whew. now I feel bad. For so no, nah, <laughs> but Dirk is the kind of guy I think oh, that you know we talk great. to him. I think he'll do it to promote what the symphony's doing. Yeah. The symphony's doing great things here. Um, they're so, you know, it's so cool that they have their home now, you know, here at the Miller, you know, yeah, before they really were cool. playing different venues, but this is their home. And, um, you know, it, it means a lot, you know, yeah. and we're lucky to have a symphony like we do in Augusta, you know, so I have become a big fan of the symphony. I love the shows. I like watching rehearsals. Mm. I like the musicians that are, you know, in the symphony. A lot of them are from out of town, you know, and they yeah. come to, to Augusta to play and they play in other symphonies, but they're full-time musicians, you know, and that's what they do. And a lot of them are teachers. And um, it's just great to hear live 
symphony music. It's beautiful. You know? yeah, it's they amazing. do such a good job, especially and, when you go to the theme nights when they're actually playing a type of genre music, yeah, yeah. It, but symphony. Like yeah, the James yeah. Bond, that sounds killer. Oh, it's going to be great. That sounds yeah, fantastic. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> um, okay, so... We, we need to move on soon. I want to ask you one more question, okay. and then unless Chris has another question, we'll move on to the, the final question. The final question. We'll see final how he question. answers this question. So my question to you is, seeing what you've seen, being in the Augusta music scene for a long time, um, how would you describe Augusta's original music scene right now? And how would you describe that as compared to in the past when you first opened Soul Bar? Right. Um, it's an interesting place right now, I think, as far as the music scene, because <clears throat> I feel like there's more, more cover bands mm -hmm. because I think, you know, those musicians feel that they can play out more, um, and make money playing so it's, covers. It's an economic decision. I think so. Um, but there's still, you know, bands doing original music. Um, in the past, I think maybe there was more, okay. but it kind of comes and goes. It's just kind of ups and downs with it, you know? And um, a lot of times um, bands will come out and, um, you know, life happens and they can't be in a band anymore because right. they're working yeah. or they're married, they have kids. And so it's hard to be in a band and, um, I you know have a lot of respect for musicians that can be in bands and do the thing, um, but I think it's you know it's it's out there and I think um, it's up to the young musicians to kind of do it now you know and just kind of take um, over to do the thing you know and I, I think it's important for them to play their own music and to you know try to reach an audience playing their their music and what they do and um, I hope that it continues. Um, because I know there's a lot of good young musicians, you know. I've seen yeah. some like Caleb Tarkarska um, mm -hmm. recently played. Um, he came home from New Orleans yeah. and did a show with his, you know, promoting his new album. And um, he used to be at Davidson, and um, I've seen him when he was, you know, in sixth grade, and now he's, you know, grown up playing. Another good discovery. Music. Yeah, he's awesome, you know. And so <laughs> I just like seeing those musicians doing things like that. Mm -hmm. I think of a band like Funk You, yeah, who, yeah of um, course playing original music. Mm -hmm. They'll throw in some covers, but it's mainly their music. And um, they've been able to get on the road, which is hard to do. And a lot of bands, you know, just can't get on the road and make it work, you know. But Funky has been able to kind of, you know, start traveling and going, you know, as far out west as Colorado regularly, yeah. you know, doing the, doing it. And um, saw them in Savannah recently, and they were the headliners on New Year's Eve, you know. And it was so cool to to see a local band, you know, doing it like that. And, um, but I think one thing that's cool too, though, is that it's very diverse. You know, you got all kinds of music here and, um, local hip hop, you got the singer songwriter, acoustic stuff, you got good metal, you know, there's metal bands that play at the soul bar. Yeah. And, um, you know, you got the punk rock scene, you know, a lot of them are all ages. I miss, um, sector seven G and then it was the epicenter yeah. right here on yeah. Ellis street. Um, they closed, you know, but there's always been an all ages um, club, you know, kind of doing that. So I'm hoping something comes up, you know, um, or or you'll so, have to start one, right? Well, we have a space upstairs. <laughs> we do have a space upstairs. It's called the Knox 
Music Institute. Yeah, we haven't even talked about about that. that. You know, and that's a small venue that we have some plans to support local music with that. And I'm going to be doing something with with Ryan Abel. He's going to be promoting some stuff. We're going to have him on next month. Good. Yeah, Yeah, Ryan's super, you know, super cool. And he's very passionate about what he does with um, the arts, with Mm -hmm. acting, you know, the players and all that. Mm -hmm. But he's also a great singer. Also very good at improv. He's a very talented dude, you know. Yeah. yeah. And so we're going to be doing some stuff. It's going to be called... um, um, locals on tap and it's going to be two local um, bands doing original music and then we're going to have um, local breweries involved. That last question just took 15 minutes uh-huh. so let's <laughs> it's not you it's no, not it's, no, it, but we don't want to stop listening to what no, you're saying. Yeah. Like, no one else does. Yeah. Everybody's really mad at us right now for having to stop this. I keep cutting you off people are like but turning me down. they're also ready to hear the drop the disc question. We have to ask the drop the disc so, question. So David go ahead and take hit it. Hit me. Hit okay. me. The drop the disc question is sponsored by none other than Trainer Gray Media. They are a full service marketing and advertising agency. If you'd like more information about them go to www.trainergraymedia.com so you know this question in advance um uh, all of our guests get asked the same question at the end of every show and it's because we like to know from different people with different backgrounds with different stories what what our show's meaning is to them basically so our tagline our catchphrase is drop the disc usually with a hashtag or Um, augusta millennials who give a crap of course yeah, Which that, you that clearly is. were one of those. You weren't a millennial, but I'm Generation X. You were an Xer that gave a crap. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, the slackers, man! We hey. <laughs> we rule the world now. <laughs> it's all good. Hey, they so, say we're slackers, right? So it's yeah, all right. good. I guess just wait a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but you know, at our when at that time for us, you know, it was almost like what what are we going to do? And it was before the internet. Yeah. And That's once true. the internet happened, it's harder to collaborate. When then you don't have the it's like everything changed for yeah. us, you know, because it was kind of like, what, what do we do now? Like, That's what's true? You know, it seemed like we were stuck. Yeah. But then it became a whole new world again. Yeah. It was pretty cool. So, so our final question. Yes, sir. Um, to you personally, based on your experience in your life, what does dropping the disc from Disgusta, dropping any disses from Augusta, what does that mean to you? Dropping the disc from Augusta has pretty much become my job, really. I mean, yeah. because... Did we take your tagline? Yeah, no, no, I'm glad y'all did it. At first, I, I thought y'all were kind of just keeping it going, you know, and it was kind of like, oh, another group talking about Disgusta. Uh, oh, yeah. And I always took offense to the Disgusta because it was like, what are you doing to make it better? Right. You know? Yeah, because exactly. it's up to you to make it what you want it to be. Yeah. And that was always my thing because after I graduated high school and I stayed in Augusta for college and then I stayed here to work, a lot of people left, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And then eventually most of them come back. If they don't come back, that's fine, whatever. But I stayed here because it was kind of like my mission was to make Augusta a place you would want to stay and do things and you would feel comfortable not, you know, just being here and yeah. not having to feel like, you know, feel you have to move yeah. to get, you know, to go see. To have fun, things. to see art. And you can do it here, you know, so it was kind of right. like, what does it take to make Augusta where you don't want to diss Augusta, you know? And so um, I feel that it's gotten better. And I really felt it the other day when Maya and her friends are all home from school, college, 
and they all were talking about how much fun they had in Augusta. And she lives in Boston. And she lives in Boston. Not a boring town. Awesome city, and she loves it. She may not come back. But the <laughs> other day she did say, what if I came back to Augusta? And I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's cool. Because, you know, she kind of sees the city as a decent place a good place to be, you know? And so to me, that's always been kind of like, okay, if we're living in Augusta, how do we make it better? You know, if you're going to diss Augusta, why are you dissing it? What are you doing, you know, to make it, you know, that is so it's not a bad place that you don't like. Yeah. And so it's always been for me, it was like, how do you make Augusta better? You know? And so that's kind of what I've been doing is to make it a place to where people, not just the locals, but then people coming from out of town like the city and like Augusta and want to be here and say good things about it and quit dissing it, you know, but, um, and I think that, you know, I'm continuing to do that, you know, and I'll continue to do that, I guess until I die. But, you know, it's like, we're living here. This is our city. Let's make it a good place to live. And, um, you know, let's drop the diss. That's what I'm talking about. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, and Thank if you. you. If you ever need any help with anything, I mean, we're just two what podcasters. What can we do? But we, we can we're talk. just two podcasters. We can definitely but, talk. Hey, we're down. This is what, this is the way we were able to do yeah, it. This yeah. is the way. With our resources. Well, I think about what y'all are doing. I think it's great because what I would like to do, and I think about it sometimes, is like, ooh, if I had a podcast, I could promote all the stuff we're doing, but I don't have the time to do it really, you know? And I just, so I appreciate y'all doing it because yeah. you're doing a service to the community and you can help me and really all these other people you're talking to, I just keep doing what you're doing, you know, and yeah. promoting it and putting it out there because part of doing all of this is promotion and promoting yeah. and marketing, you know, because you got to let people know what's going on because really there's sometimes more things happening that you can't do all those things, you know, and it's like where before it used to be like, man, there's nothing going on. No, it's actually, there's a lot going on. And it needs to be kind of now organized you have to choose to where, what you're going to yeah, do. Yeah, and yeah. people need to know what's going on. Too, you know, you know Metro so. Spirit, they, that's how I used to know what's going on in college. Sure, and, sure. But there's one thing, reading what's going to happen. There's another one, hearing someone saying they're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah for which sure. Which is what we're doing here. We're saying, hey, we're going to these oh, yeah. things. It's, no, the podcast, that's, 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 you know, how to do it in 2020. Yeah. So I, I applaud y'all for doing it and thanks for, you know, letting me talk. And hey, if you ever want to come back on and just talk about your <laughs> yeah. stories, stories yeah, with yeah. Coco. Yeah. I well, think that'd be awesome. People don't want to hear too much of that, but I would love <laughs> to, you know, talk about what's happening now and what's going to be happening because it's always, you know, it's has to always happen. You know, you yeah. can't like stop. It's always forward. You know, we got to keep promoting and talking about it and doing things. So, again, I'm looking forward to 2020. Any ideas y'all have? Any ideas that your listening audience has? You know, I'm all ears and um, they can reach me at, you know, MillerTheaterAugusta.com. And, um, you know, they can, you know, through that website, you know, they can get in touch with us and um, see what we can do at the Miller to make, you know, Augusta Funky. Oh, I like that. Keep downtown funky. Well, thank you, Coco. Thank you for <laughs> all your time. Yeah. We, took, we took way longer than we intended, but this is going to be a fantastic episode. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, <laughs> the legend, yes. the arts curator, the owner of the Soul Bar. The founder of bands. The founder of bands, the DJ, <laughs> the father, the husband, 
Coco the man, Rubio. The man that brought music to parties at Evans High School. That's right. Deeks, <laughs> De- Deeks DJ. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Coco right, Rubio. Thank you.